Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 82. I am recording this in the beautiful forest up near Mount Hood, Oregon. I started my camp hosting job this week. It's been going so well. I am loving it up here. I'm going to get into much more about that later on as uh, the season continues. But um, it's been a really busy week and I want to get this week's episode out. So uh, thanks for listening. My guest this week is Susan Carpenter. And Susan is the president of the RV Women's Alliance, which is an organization to help elevate, educate, and promote women who work in the RV industry or who want to work in the RV industry. It was a super interesting conversation. It was an organization that I just became aware of. And I think it's doing really great things for women who are out there working in this industry that really supports us as we're out here on the road in our own travels. So listening to my interview with Susan, and I will be back next week talking a bit more about what's going on in my life with this new position working as a campground host. But let's listen in here this week with my guest, Susan. Well, Susan, hello, Susan Carpenter. Today, hello. Hi, my guest today is Susan Carpenter, and Susan is the chair and president of the RV Women's Alliance. And I am so pleased to be introduced to you and having you on my podcast today. So welcome, Susan. Well, thank you, Kathy. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so you're kind of on the other side of the RV, so to speak, than most of us. But I'm really curious to learn all about, you know, women's involvement in the RV industry. So why don't we just start for a minute and have you tell us what our, so we call it RVWA. RV Women's Alliance, yep. RV Women's Alliance. Okay, so why don't you start and tell us what it is? So um, the RV Women's Alliance was started in about 2019. And really the reason for it is because predominantly this industry has been run by all male entities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been in it for 35 years now. And as much as, you know, we've made, you know, huge inroads to bringing more women into this industry, um, we we still weren't there yet, right? And we've, you know, a couple of people came to me and said, you know, I think we need to start doing something like this. And, uh, and uh, I was a little reluctant at the beginning, believe it or not. Um, I've been a part of um, these type of things before. And, um, and I said to my husband, I said, yeah, you know, cause he says, what did, what did they want? And I said, they want to start a women's alliance. And I'm like, yeah, but I've been a part of these before and they really haven't done much, you know, of anything significant. And he goes, my voice of reason, he goes, yeah, but here's your opportunity to make it anything you want it to be. Uh-huh. So I him off or 
being the voice of reason in that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Um, so unlike a lot of, you know, women alliances or anything else like that, um, we allow men in, um, men. And we're, we're really excited about that because, you know, we believe that to make any inroads or to make any progress in this type of thing, um, you know, you need both sides of the story, right? And um, by coming together, you can move the need a lot faster than if you were just a solo voice. Yeah, cool. So you 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 were reluctant to start this. You got the voice of reason and said, okay, I'm going to make it what I want. So what is it that you wanted it to be? Well, so, I mean, it took us a little while because, I mean, if anybody's ever started an alliance or an association before, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And we started ours and within a year after we started it, COVID hit. So it was really interesting, but we kind of came to today where, you know, really our mission, I can tell you our mission is, our mission is to elevate, educate, and promote women in the RV industry. Um, and we do that through education and networking and community service and those type of things. And we want women in this industry to thrive, right? So our biggest thing was, is, if you just got dropped in the middle of this industry, which I've been in this for so long, I don't know what that feels like, right? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't aware of it. I kind of got numb to what that felt like. But I kept on hearing all these people saying, you know, I got kind of dropped in the middle of this industry. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what do I do now? I don't know anybody. I don't understand this. It's a lot of guys. I feel very intimidating. And our industry is very niche and how it runs and who's a part of it and all that kind of stuff. So it's very hard to, to get up to speed really fast. Um, so we wanted to have that safe place where people can come and learn from each other. And it's been absolutely fantastic. And it also supports, you know, I mean, as we look at it, our customers are, are you guys out on the road? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you talk about the RV industry, so I want to kind of know, like, what is the RV industry? When you think about it, is it just the manufacturers or, I mean, yeah. is it, is it you know, YouTubers who are YouTubing about? A little bit of everything. And that's the great thing about it. You know, nobody ever graduates from high school or retires or anything else like that and says, oh, I want to work for the RV industry. They just don't think about it. Even when you're traveling down the road, I don't know how many of your guests would say, Hey, maybe it'd be really cool to work in this industry. Um, so well, we're kind of some of them do because they end up going to the RVTA and becoming technicians and inspectors. So exactly. there's exactly exactly. So this industry is more than just what you see. You know, the the manufacturers of the trailers. You've got the supplier side that makes all those little parts that go on your industry, and that's what I do on my paying job. Is is I'm an I'm part of an injection molding company that makes those widgets that go into the RVs. Um, but you have the campgrounds, you have the dealerships, you've got the like you said, you've got the YouTubers, you've got the the people that go to the rallies, um, and a lot of those people that go to the rallies work independently with um, some of the suppliers to do stuff like that. Um, it just, it goes on and on and on. So no matter what your background is, there's always a place for you. Cool. Yeah. So I can join them because I've got an RV podcast yep. and also I work at a campground. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So you should be a member. And that's what RVWA is. It's not just for somebody who's building the RVs. It's for anybody that has anything to do with the RV industry. The only thing we don't really cater to is the consumers, right? Okay, right. They they don't want to learn, you know, educational things about this and that. And they probably don't want to network with with, uh, people that are, you know, doing what we're doing. But if you're looking for a job in this industry, or if you, you're really interested in becoming um, employed in any aspect of this industry, the RVWA is also a great place to um, find that home as well. So what's involved with being a member? Nothing. All you have to do is sign up, sign your life away. No, we don't uh-huh. share our information. So it's free. And the only reason why it's free, and that's one of the things we're really um, that was very important is the barrier to entry to be as low as possible. So we didn't mm. want to charge our members. And especially with a startup, you know, way back in the day, you know, we didn't have a lot to offer at the very beginning. Now we have tons to offer. Um, but we rely 100% on sponsors. So uh-huh. Thor's one of our big sponsors. We've got Lippert, we've got Winnebago, we've got a lot of suppliers like our RV designer and, you know, all those type of companies that out of the goodness of their heart, give us money. And that's what supports us. And that's what makes most of the stuff we do for free. There's a couple things that you know, we do charge for at some, like our um, symposium in October, we just had a disc profile workshop that costs like $35. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's as easy yeah. as, and if you cool. sign up, the you don't get harassed, you don't get people going, give me money, you won't, yeah. you know, the, it's a newsletter, and it's not even, it's not a weekly newsletter either, it's a newsletter of when we have something to share, we'll share it, otherwise, if we've got nothing to say but repeats, we're not going to send it. Okay, kind of like, kind of like my newsletter, yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So when people see it in their inbox, they're like, oh, they've got something to say. Yeah. So you yeah. say that um, your, tell me your mission again. I wanted to hear that again. Okay. So our mission is to elevate, educate, and promote women in the RV industry. Okay. And when I say promote, I don't mean as in promotion in a job. I mean, we take random women that are members and we do an article about them and we share it in newsletters and RV publications like to send that out too. And we like to kind of like promote, Hey, look at this young lady's doing this, or, you know, this, this young lady's doing that. And just to kind of show everybody, look at what all these awesome things these ladies are doing. Yeah. So what are some of the other things that you do for your members? Oh, so you mentioned the symposium. Tell me about that. so we have a symposium. We had our first one in October last year, and it's in Chicago. And we the reason why I do it there, because it's easy to get to for everybody. And it's a little bit of education and networking. So last year, we, we really concentrated on like leadership things and leadership skills and that stuff. Nice. This year, we're kind of going more towards, um, not touchy-feely, but conflict resolution. Mm. Uh, is one of them, which, which is, you know, which is huge. We're doing the disc profile again. If anybody knows anything about that, it's you fall in one of the DISC categories and based on your personality, 
you know, you get to know about yourself and how you operate and how you want to be approached, but you also learn about, let's say your coworker and how they like to be approached. I'm a very extremely high D. So when you come into my office, I like people to come in and kind of get right to the point. A high I would be somebody coming in and saying, Hey, how was your weekend? And, and it, you know, a very talkative, you know, so um, it's really interesting to find that, that kind of stuff out. Um, managing, Across generations is one of them. But then we're going to do um, events like speed networking, mm-hmm. which is fun, like speed dating, if you remember that back in the in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because our members really love getting to know other people because in your career and in your, your personal life, networking is such an important tool. Even if you don't know... You know, even if you're just walking through life and you get to know, like your ladies out camping. I mean, when you go into campground, you know, what do you do? You you meet other campers. No matter what you do, you somehow meet another set of campers, right? And you, you create those bonds or share information. And then next thing you know, you know, something comes up and you're, oh, I know exactly who yeah. this trip. Let me reach out to that person. So that's the story of life. Right. Meet as many you can and network with them as as much as you can. And, uh, it makes it fun. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like a great event. So that's happening in October. That's that's happening in October. Yep. Um, we also, for any of your ladies that, um, it's www, by the way, rvwa.org, just make it easy. So last year we did an all female tech class. And the reason why we did that, we did it with the RV Technical Institute, which is um, funded by the RV Industry Association. Um, so it's it's low cost and it is based on all RVIA's codes and standards. These are the codes and standards that the RVs have to be built on. So they they have this 501c3, the Technical Institute. And we decided to say, okay, let's have an all-female class in Elkhart, Indiana last year and see what happens. We had 12 spots. That's all we could fill. And next thing we know, we had over 100 applicants. Yeah, it was crazy. It blew our minds. So we opened it up to 24 women, um, got another instructor involved. And uh, it was a lot of fun to watch these women because, wow, they not only had a good time, but the instructor said, he says, I've never seen a group of people so engaged and ask so many questions. And I says, it's because they're women. They want to know. They, yeah. they So, so here's the thing. You put a couple of women in a class full of men. It's not that they don't want to be in the class of men, but our natural style is not to ask those questions because we feel like we're going to, it's that we're stupid. Right. Or you just don't want to ask the question that you think somebody's going to laugh at. Right. So we realize you lower that barrier to entry and let just women in the class. Well, they ask everything and they just, they had the best time. So we thought, okay, there's obviously a demand for this. So what we did this year is we made it national. So Mm. we've had a class in, yeah, we've had a class in Texas, in Dallas. We had a class in Oregon. We've got a class. What? I missed it. Yes. Oh my God. So we have a class going on in Florida, and that one's actually for 24. All the other ones are only 12. So we have a double class, two classes of 12 in Florida, and then we have a class in Pennsylvania, 
And then we're going to have a double class in Elkhorn, Indiana coming up. So if you go out to our website and you click on the link about you know, upcoming events, take a look at that. Um, all you have to do is apply for it and they will teach you level one for, I think it was only $600, but if, if it's far enough out, there's scholarships and stuff like that, that you can get through RVTI. But if you have the desire to be level one is about pre-inspection, you know, the, the pre-delivery inspection of your unit and stuff like that. Um, if you have any desire to learn that those classes are open right now. Cool. So, yeah, so we've had we've had really great success and a lot of fun. And then if you want to take it, they have level two, level I think it goes up to level four. Level four is up into the master, you know, master. Yeah. But if we've had we followed a couple women, and it's funny, one of the women was a, a husband wife team that was out on the road traveling, and her husband did a lot of the work, but she didn't know enough about it. So she came to the class and she learned. And then now she works alongside her husband and, and fixing this stuff. We've had a couple women go through level two because they were so interested. They wanted to take it a step further. And then, you know, one got a, a really good job at a dealership. And um, there's a huge need for techs out there. And if anybody is very... Um, industrious and want to start their own mobile tech business is a great way to start. Yeah. And I just, as a matter of fact, I'm sitting here listening, you know, I just paid somebody at mobile tech $700 to do something on my RV that, you know, I was just like, ah, oh, like I could go to this Institute and spend 600 and learn how to do it myself. Yeah, you can learn the, all the level one stuff. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of people and, you know, you can make a business out of it, especially if you're if you're traveling around. The great thing about the RV Technical Institute is they support anybody who's taken their classes. So they certify them. It's, it's the actual only um, grade A certification in the RV industry, whereas if you do something wrong or something like that, they will stand behind you on your work. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's a really great program. And I think personally, I believe because we're we're speaking probably mostly women out there. If you're a female tech, I think most female trailer travelers, especially the ones that are traveling alone are more comfortable with a female tech that comes out to work on their unit. Yeah, probably. And, and especially if you're traveling already, I mean, you just you just pull into an RV park, there's going to be 20 people that that oh. have something they need done. You can have a line of people. Yeah. yeah. It's something Just that you hang can a little shingle and you'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your way, you know, and then some, and you know, I mean, if it, you, you can't fix a slide out, you can't take a slide out <laughs> in a campground. But I mean, just your, your basic stuff that people need done that you can do right there at the site. Yeah. There's uh, steps, the water it. pump. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So we need many more female techs out there and you can do it. Trust me. I can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's wonderful. I love this. I love this part of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just bummed. I missed that class. I was out here in Oregon. Wow. Jeez, yeah, maybe just need to go to Elkhart. You can get a tour of the factories up here. Yeah. Next time I'm on the road, I'm, I'm going to be stationary this most of the summer because I'm working a uh, wow. camp host job, but, uh, oh, okay. maybe yeah. fall, you know, Hey, yeah. yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's really kind of cool to see him make, have them made. I would love to do that. I'd love to come check out the factory and see everything or the wow. factories. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah, we are kind of the heart of the RV industry. I wasn't born and raised here, but I moved here and, uh, um, I was born and raised, we were just talking earlier, Buffalo, New York. And every time I go, like, I don't know, go do something and somebody says, you know, what do you do for a living? And I had to explain, you know, I, I made parts for RVs and they're like RVs. Then you had to explain what an RV was. And then they're like, oh, you sell trailers. No, 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 no. <laughs> so then after 50 years of that, I moved to Elkhart, Indiana. Well, just outside Elkhart, Indiana, and everybody works in this industry. So you don't even, you know, I mean, you just like, I work in the RV industry. Oh, yeah, so do I. So just my husband, my in-laws yeah. do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Very pretty cool. I love yeah. that. Is there a lot of hopping from one company to the next uh, over there? Okay. So during COVID there was, it was kind of crazy because our industry really got lit on fire most of the time because we're expendable income. Whenever there's something that goes on like an election year or, um, you know, some kind of recession or even, you know, speaking of recession, everybody kind of runs the hills. No, everybody starts hoarding their money. So they don't buy RVs. And so our, except for during COVID, they sure did. So, yeah. So our unemployment at one time was, I think, the highest in the country. But during COVID, since everybody ran to buy an RV, people couldn't keep up with the business. It was insane. Doesn't matter how many hours you worked, overtime. Um, we worked six days a week. Now, we do normally run five days a week, 24 hours. We have three shifts, but we were running six days a week. I mean, we just couldn't get enough. I mean, the, the joke around here was if you're breathing, you were hired. Yeah. That's okay. not always a good thing, but. Yeah, I know. Well, and, and we're hearing, we're hearing some of that out there in the, in the, for people who are buying newer rigs, they're, they're suffering the consequences of that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And it, it was not a, I don't, hopefully people don't judge us for her that long term um it wasn't our greatest shining moment i don't make the things so yeah i know but people did jump jobs i mean you offered a dime more next door and, and they would jump next door and then somebody else would offer a nickel more and they jump again and um anybody who knows basic math in the long time long term it doesn't work out because you burn those bridges right and so when you start laying off guess who's the first one to be laid off not the person that stayed you know so one of the questions i have for you is um what as as women out here who aren't like working in the industry but who are you know rvers in what ways can we support women in the rv industry so one of the things we kind of wanted to showcase in RVWA is women-owned businesses, right? Because we're thinking, oh, this would be really great to showcase that. But you know, in the RV industry, there's very few of them. So you can't say buy from women-owned businesses or women-run businesses, right? So you can't help out that way. There is like Embry RV was, was started by a woman. So, you know, Winnebago, they have a lot of leadership 
and they're really trying really hard in the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion arena. Um, kind of, you know, research that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, if you like Winnebago, great, but if you like something else, that's fine too. You may not find what you want there, but, you know, a little research goes a long way in, in supporting those companies that are really trying to make a difference in, in that space really does help our mission as well. Yeah. Okay. Same with dealerships. Buy from dealerships that have those, those programs in place where it's a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, it's not the old good old boys club anymore. You, you'll see a lot of them out there. They're all trying. Okay. Well, that's good. So yeah, I mean, that was one of the things I wondered about. Like the I when I think of the RV industry, I think of it as being like male dominated. So it's awesome that you're really creating opportunities for women to break through that. Do you run into like having to help women deal with sexism on the job and that kind of harassment and stuff like that? Or really, really funny. I don't hear a lot of that. Okay. When we first started, there was a couple of women that reached out to me and unfortunately we're not equipped to um, help in that arena because it's, it's a, it's a really deep legal issue. Oh, sure. Um, and we're not set up and we can't be liable for that. Um, but, you know, the rule of thumb is, and this is what I tell everybody, if you have a job and your boss doesn't respect you as a person, doesn't matter women or men, you need to be finding another job. And I know that's easier said than done, especially sometimes, you know, when, when, uh, there's not a lot of jobs right now. There's a lot of jobs. Yeah. And so this is the moment where you make a decision, what you're willing to put up with. And I always say this too, for all the companies out there that either you get with the program, right. And, you know, you make your, you, you make your culture a place where, where you want people to thrive and especially women and you recognize women and elevate them. Don't, don't put them into position just because they're a woman, but if, if they're, if they have the talents and, and the knowledge and everything else like that, don't look over them, bring them in. These companies that are doing this will have a longer stay in this industry because as new talent comes in and are being dropped in this industry, they look at these things, right? Um, these next generations aren't going to put up with anything other than what's on the up and up and they expect that. So when they get dropped in, guess who's going to get the new talent? It's going to be the companies that are embracing this. The companies that aren't, they're going to be like, no way. And what happens to those companies then? You just have the old guard constantly. You don't get any of the fresh new talent that can take you to the next level. Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. Thanks for that perspective. Yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about as you were speaking is one of the ways when I worked in high tech that we supported other women was we had mentoring programs. Did you, is there any mentoring program associated yeah. with the Alliance? Actually, we started one last year. And we have, we have one going on this year now. It, it launches every quarter. So it's a year-long mentoring program. And every quarter we add more people because we figure if we brought them all in at once, it would be hard to manage. So if we do it quarter by quarter by quarter. And um, one of our board members is, is a gentleman and a huge supporter of women. In fact, I think he, I think like 90% of his workforce is women. And he's a mentor. And we actually found a mentee that was willing to let a man mentor her. 
and it works because he's he's brilliant. And I love these gentlemen. We we call them um, champions of women. Mm, yeah. And so, you know, I love having that perspective because sometimes when, you know, you're talking to some, you know, as a whole, they have a totally different perspective on things and you can learn a lot from both sides because let's, let's face it. We, we speak different language. Mm, <laughs> sometimes. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't understand each other and, and learning that, but our mentorship program has gone very, very well. We're really excited about it. We're getting really great feedback from both sides. Awesome. I love that. Cool. Yeah. So Susan, what else, what else is, what do you have? What's next for the women, RV Women's Alliance? What do you got coming down the pipe? I have a succession plan coming down the pipe. Um, Are you getting ready to retire? I Well, if they'll let me, my whole goal was to build it to the point where I could step away. Um, because I really, truly believe that for something to grow, you, you know, you have to, you have to rotate that leadership, mm -hmm. especially in something like this. It can't always just be my viewpoint or the, just the board's viewpoint. You have to have a different leader every so often. And we're finally to the point where we were able to elect a chair elect. Her name is Denise. And I don't even want to try to, her last name is French. Um, and <clears throat> I can't pronounce it half the time. But she works at Thor Industries, and she is a young, extremely talented young lady. And as soon as she jumped on our board, I set my sights on her because I knew I'm like, this is it. Because my husband said, you'll never, you'll never give this up. I says, oh, I will once I find that right person. And uh, so we're really excited. She ran last year, so she she um, got the chair elect role. So. Um, she'll be taking that over in about a year and a half. I said, right out in the sunset, right off into the sunset. And everybody else says, no, 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 no. You can, you just, you can stick around a little bit and kind of mentor <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I can do that. But it's been a long, but extremely fulfilling five years doing this. Awesome. Um, but I think it's, I think it's time for a different perspective and different leadership. And that is, that is so exciting. And it's a different, it's a time to let somebody else shine. Right. as they're, And that that's part of this whole thing is, is sharing that spotlight. So a lot of times now when we're doing things, I'm like, okay, Denise, you go right ahead. You do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a, she's got a nice long runway. Yeah. Said said you. Yeah. People, I said, people are tired of looking at my face and hearing my voice. And so. I'm very excited about that. As the organization, you know what? We've got so many things going on that I think we're just going to continue to grow the programs in, well, actually next weekend, we have our very first camp out. Oh. About an hour from here in low Indiana. And so we got a bunch of campsites and a couple of the manufacturers are actually bringing some of their RVs for their employees to stay in. And we've got cabins as well. And so we're doing an industry weekend where women and men members, whoever's the member can come um, Friday night. We're having, um, uh, Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. I should remember that. Cause oh. it's my husband birthday so we're having a, a food truck for for tacos coming in and you know we got all the decorations we got margaritas and stuff and then saturday morning we're working with the girl scouts um to earn some of their badges oh fun uh, yeah so we thought that was really cool and then the kentucky derbies that night so we're doing a kentucky derby party and then sunday everybody gets to go home 
Yeah. But it's a really cool networking and giving back type of thing. So yeah, my final question for you was, are you a camper yourself? Oh, absolutely. So I don't own an RV anymore, um, but I grew up camping. I raised my children camping, um, owned an RV my whole entire life up until about, oh, it was about five, six years ago, I moved down here to Indiana and it was just too much. And I, I didn't have the time. We had this big, you know, we were the proverbial, went from a pop-up to a travel trailer to this big, um, we called it the cow, the condo on wheels, fifth wheel. Loved it. Went all over the place with it. And uh, we sold it because we just didn't have the time to use it anymore. And we we're moving and stuff like that. But my kids and me, we still love camping. So believe it or not, I went out and bought a tent. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> at least once a year, we take our tents out. My, my daughter lives in North Carolina. My son lives in Michigan. I live in Indiana and we find, you know, a, a place that we can all go. And I bring my big, big, big tent with my big fat air mattress. Yeah. I don't sleep on the ground because they'd never yeah. get back up again. And I have little end tables. It's kind of like lamping. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I didn't want to give it up. Yeah. I just absolutely love. I mean, it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And if you ask my daughter, my favorite thing sitting around the camp campfire, my daughter on the other end, she said growing up, her favorite thing was when it rained because she loved going inside the RV and sitting there playing board games. It mm. forced us outside. So there's, there's just nothing like it. Yeah, there's not. Well, cool. Well, yeah, tent campers, you're not the only tent camper listening. And I just did a story about a tent camper a couple episodes ago. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I love no, it. It's great. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. As long as I can get out there, I'm happy. And I don't have to worry about where I'm going to store the camper and, you know, having it sit for too long. I can put the, the, uh, the tent away and, uh, not worry about it for six months and right good but yeah just I don't care if it rains in my tent you know as long as I'm inside and get to hang out with my husband and play cards or whatever yeah that's great well awesome well Susan thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure meeting you and learning all about the RV Women's Alliance Thank you very much, Kathy, for having me. And, uh, you know, I hope I inspired somebody to come and, and join our organization if they're not already working in the RV industry, whether they want to find a job in the RV industry. It's a great place to be. Yeah. And I'll, I'll include all the information about how to get involved in our show notes. Great. Thank you. I'd like to thank Susan again for being my guest this week. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, the mission of the Women's RV Alliance is to elevate, educate, and promote women in the RV industry through education, networking, and community service. Number two, membership is free free and it's open to anyone who works or wants to work in any aspect of the RV industry. Number three, they hold a symposium every year in October in Chicago for networking and education. And number four, one of the ways as consumers that we can support women in the RV industry is to support companies that elevate and promote women. So do your research before you make a purchase and see which ones rank really high for diversity, equity, inclusion in the workplaces. 
to find out more about the women's R the RV Women's Alliance, check out rvw.org. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Solo Women RV Podcast. Be sure to check out our website over at solowomenrv.com where you can get more information about all kinds of topics of interest to solo women RVers and you can sign up for our newsletter and find past episodes of this podcast. I'll be back again next week. And until then, we'll see you out there on the road. Mm-hmm.